ML Nation, episode 282. Dream big because the worst thing that can happen is a small dream coming true. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. ML Nation, do you want 2017 to be your best year ever? Then you must attend my training event, No BS, No Hype. You can attend either the one in Los Angeles on January 27, 28, 29th, or the one in Australia on the Gold Coast on June 30th, July 1st, and July 2nd. These are three-day events that feature not only me, but you'll also learn from seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 with the early bird price. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Again, that's mlnation.net forward slash events. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. And let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. And that's why I founded ML Nation. Now, I'm loud and proud to be in the network marketing profession because I have three beliefs. Number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. So write that down. Number two is network marketing allows us to give back more. And I want you, whatever success you have, to give back more. Number three, most important, network marketing allows us to be a better leader at home. It allows us to be better parents, a better spouse, because we're always leading by example. You can take the lessons you learn from these top leaders, from myself, and apply it back to home. And our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors to achieve a full-time income. Now, ML Nation, you must have a clear purpose and vision because otherwise you'll never do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. That's why your purpose and vision is so important. It's what's going to pull you and motivate you. And before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training stories just like MLM Nation. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now, I'm super fired up. Let's go to today's training. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Jeff Simpson. Jeff, are you ready to make it happen? I'm ready to rock and roll, baby. Let's do it. Jeff Simpson made six figures in MLM at the age of 20. But for whatever reason, he walked away from the profession, took a break from network marketing, and then earned six figures in corporate America, and then was also a successful insurance agent for over 17 years. Jeff recently came back to MLM and became a seven-figure earner in two years, just two years. In his current business, he has over 20,000 distributors, but a global business. Jeff is also happily married to his wife, Janella, for over 17 years. So, Jeff, I've given ML Nation just a brief background, but please share, but how did you, how did you come across network market? How old were you, and how did you make six figures by the time you turned 20? Oh, I was, uh, I was, uh, thanks, Simon. First of all, I want to give it back to you. I'm just do- delighted for you uh, welcoming me onto your show. Um, yes, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely uh, it's a great story. Uh, I was introduced to network marketing um, by the age of 19 by actually um, a friend of my mom's. And, um, you know, we uh, heard about an opportunity, of course, you know, didn't believe it at first and uh, went to a meeting. And then uh, we got flat out excited. And then 
you know, it was actually one of my first companies. So they always say, like, usually your first company is usually your best because you're most excited. You don't have no, um, you know, you're pretty much what is called ignorance on fire. And I, that's what I was. I was ignorant on fire. Anyone that came in my path had to hear about my opportunity. And at the time, I was young, so no one really had a problem with, you know, no one really kind of gave me any rejection. They see that I was young and ambitious and everybody wanted to support what I wanted to do. And uh, pretty much, you know, here I look up, you know, a year or two later, six figures. Uh, first, you know, first uh, at the age of 19, age 20 years old. So what did you do? How did you become successful fast while most people struggle? Well, you know, the thing is, uh, excitement was, was contagious uh, at the time. And uh, everyone who I spoke to was actually, uh, I just happened to find the like-minded people who also wanted the same thing. And we just created a real strong movement because everyone wanted the same thing. Uh, and then the success stories were building up pretty quickly. It was actually a company that just started. So I think that's kind of what gave us some leverage. It was a new company. And so all the success stories were building up so fast, we kind of leveraged that momentum. And it just catapulted us to uh, six figures. Hmm. Now, we rolled the momentum. Did you build mostly like a young, uh, young team around your age or you actually had people who are older as well? Actually, that's a great question, Simon. Actually, no. Um, most people who I've always dealt with was always usually my parents' friends or something like that. Uh, always baby boomer ages. You know, for some reason, I've always done well with an older audience. Hmm. I guess you were more, more mature for your age. You Absolutely. I, yeah, actually, I was. That, you, you picked that up on now. You picked up on that. I started work when I was 14. So I've always had what was called the gift of the gab because uh, I was trained very young at an age, you know, to do sales. Uh, so I was I've been doing sales since I was 14 at a young age. So my confidence uh, when I, you know, comes out of my conversation. And uh, I guess that that's what helped me uh, mature at a young age really fast. Yeah. What was your first job? What you said you've been doing sales? Since my 14? first job, I was actually a telemarketing representative, uh, uh, telemarketing representative. And, um, you know, of course, got, you know, proper training. And I happened to be the top rep. Uh, of that company and unfortunately you know i couldn't work the late hours because i was still in high school they say look you know jeff you know we value your work but you know we got to let you go home because after 11 45 we're not legally allowed to keep you out at night but of course you know i didn't listen i snuck in a couple of hours to get that extra training and that gift of the gab just carried on with me throughout my life i've always been a confident speaker uh great in front of the room and you know never had the jitters to speak in front of thousands of people mm. Very cool. So you're the top rep at 14 years old, basically, outperforming other people. Yes. Yeah. So Absolutely. Uh, what tips can you give people, especially people younger listening to this? Like they always feel that, oh, I, older people don't respect me because they want to get, you know, build. Maybe their friends are just you know, partying, drinking. They want to reach a more successful person, right, who's someone who's more mature. What tips can you give them to, in terms of attracting? So someone who's 20 years old right now, he wants to attract someone with 35 to pay attention to them. What tips could you share with them? Well, definitely, uh, you know, you got to uh, you got to try to combine like minds. And how it worked for me was um, these uh, these individuals. I will connect. It's most of all people I knew. So I connect. I always try to connect with their parents. Uh, I first, you know, had my success in my first company because I didn't really do too much cold marketing or cold Walmart. It was all warm market. So it's pretty much it was I, I would just talk to all the friends of the people or parents that I knew. So I kind of like, you know, it was kind of like a where I didn't do no cold market at the time. It was all warm market, all warm market. So um, pretty much, you know, if you can to, uh, talk to his friends, parents, or someone that they know that they feel comfortable with, you know, a lot of times they'll support you just because they see you're trying to go the extra edge. So at that time, 
Uh, I didn't do any cold marketing. It was all warm market at the time. Mm, really good stuff. So you were doing well, and then what happened? Uh, wh- you know, at 20, when did you walk away from it? Why did you decide to stop doing network marketing? Because you, you, I'm oh, you're very good at it. What happened? Great question, Simon. Great question. Life happened. Um, I met my wife when I was uh, 21. And, um, you know, we, you know, we had a child, you know, two years later. So I kind of wanted to get into the you know, corporate America world. I wanted to get, you know, what was, you know, the security blanket, which was, uh, you know, insurance, you know, stuff like that, have a stable job. And stuff like that. So at the age of, uh, you know, 21, I got my insurance license at that time. And uh, I walked away from it because, you know, I, I saw myself having more responsibility. I wasn't only thinking about myself anymore because at the age of 20 and 19, I was all over the place. I mean, I, sometimes I don't even go home. Uh, but now, I, you know, I met my beautiful wife. And then, of course, we wanted to start a life together. So I needed something with a little bit more structure in my life. I needed something with a little more security. And that's when I turned to corporate America. I see. Um, obviously, you don't think that way anymore. Corporate America definitely doesn't give you security. But when you're 21. Not. <laughs> I, I, it's a hard-earned lesson, learned lesson. <laughs> so what did you do in corporate America? Uh, what did you do? Well, I was an insurance agent uh, for 17 years. And uh, I worked for an HMO. And what we did was we will, we'll go out and find clients uh, to enroll into the HMO plan. Uh, commission-based job, mostly was commission-based. So it's kind of like the same thing what I was doing network marketing. I had to go out there and find my own contacts where I can get business from. Uh, my business mostly came from working with doctors. I built many relationships over the years with working with doctors. So it's kind of like the same thing. Uh, you know, I kind of I, I did so well with both because they both had the same concept. You have to build relationships. And I built a lot of relationships working with a lot of doctors and physicians uh, because I was, you know, I was always, I'm the type to ask a lot of questions. I saw what the top producers were doing. And when I first got started, I was knocking on doors to try to get business. And, you know, one day, you know, I went into the office and I see a lot of people turning in their numbers at the end of the month. And I'm looking at the board and I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, you know, these, these people are half my age. I know they don't have that much energy to go out there like I am running around knocking on doors. What are they doing to produce so much business? And then that's when I, my manager told me, he said, Jeff, you know, these agents work with the doctors. You know, they go right to the source. They have several doctor's offices that they work with. So instead of you going out there looking for the clients, the clients are right there in the physician's offices. I got it. Cool. So what made you uh, go back to network marketing? How long ago was this? Uh, I went back to network marketing, I would say, back in 2000. I went back in network marketing, I say, about 2005. Uh, you know, an opportunity came across to me and, you know, didn't do so well at the time, um, you know, because I still was still had my leg and my foot in the other insurance business. I really didn't want to let it go because I was still making uh, six figures, you know, because once I learned the concept of building relationship with physicians, I never went back. So I kind of wasn't in need anymore for uh, income. So, you know, I took network marketing as a hobby back then when I kind of got back in back then. And then uh, I gave after that I gave it a seven year break. I didn't do anything for a while. Okay, so you did 2005. You kind of dabbled. It was like a hobby. So right. you you came back in 2012. Why did you go back in 2012? Well, I came back at uh, I came back in 2012. Um, actually, I actually came back in 2013. Should I say? Okay. So, uh, late at the end of 2013, 2014, because. Uh, you know, uh, as everyone knows my story, you know, we, you know, we did have to go through, unfortunately, go through bankruptcy uh, after, you know, dividing and dabbing in the real estate market. And uh, we got back on our feet back in 2012. But what happened was uh, we got the home of our dreams, got back on our feet, got out of bankruptcy. 
Now we found ourselves, you know, living in a, you know, living from check to check. Uh, because what happened was, you know, we got the home of our dreams. And of course, uh, we sacrificed our, our, our life savings, you know, to, you know, happy wife, happy life. So <laughs> mm. I had to do that. And uh, so then we found ourselves working uh, from check to check. Like, wait a minute, we're making decent money, but it's going right out the window on bills. I'm like, wait a minute, we need extra income. So um, we decided to get back into it uh, because we needed just to make an extra income. Um, and I'll be, I'm going to be candid, Simon. Uh, we got back into it because we wanted to just make enough. If I could make enough income to satisfy the mortgage, I would still continue to work. Uh, and that was the plan. Hmm. So, and obviously your success is way beyond what, uh, you hit seven figures in two years. What yes, was, um, what's the secret to that success? I know there's no secret, but why did you be able to achieve success so quickly? Um, Simon, you know, the thing is I worked this, uh, last deal like it was my first. Um, people were excited, you know, to hear that, the fact that I was back in the industry. But, you know, the uh, ironic thing about that is I, we did this with all new people. No one that I did with business with in the past actually joined me in my in my new venture. What kind of did it, Simon, was I actually was actually for the first time was able to tap into the international market, something I've never done before. Mm. So what tips can you share about growing internationally? What tips? Okay. First of all, it's not easy because um, a lot of times, you know, sometimes, you know, companies are not like set up there or licensed there, there. So there's going to be a lot of things you're going to have to do on your behalf. Um, it just so happened that I had made a lot of friends over the years that actually lived in, you know, that knew people in these countries. So it's pretty much uh, the relationships that I've known. They actually have contacts in these countries um, while living in the United States. So one person led to another, led to another. And then we open up international markets all over the world. Got it. Well, awesome. So I know you um, also do online marketing as well. Right. Can you explain a little bit how does that play into does that how does that tie into your uh, MLM business? Uh, I, I do a little online marketing. I, I do some blogs. I have a you know blog. I haven't blogged in a while, but I do some blogs, and I do a lot of uh, online marketing like videos and tips and so forth like that. You know, I try to use some of the uh, the ones that are available now, like Periscope and, and stuff like that. And I, I usually just give like a lot of tips, um, and that's what I do to gain an audience. And that was kind of like, uh, and I do a lot of YouTube. Uh, that's how I gained my audience by, you know, doing uh, giving tips and using, you know, in places like YouTube, uh, Periscope, you know, sometimes like even Facebook Live now. So that's what I usually do because I kind of learned uh, to gain an audience. You know, you want to you know, give some content and give something of value, not necessarily trying to even recruit them into your opportunity. Uh, when people see that you can provide value, uh, it kind of attracts people to you. And that's kind of what happened with me over mm. the years. Really good stuff. So uh, in, ter in terms of providing value, you're teaching people. What do you normally teach people on? What are some of your topics? Oh, definitely. I, I, you know, to, basically mindset. It's mostly mindset, uh, not to quit. Um, definitely, uh, you, know, you, you know, overcoming rejection. Um, also, um, if you want to be, you know, attract online, you got to become attractive online. Uh, you know, like setting up a decent business page, making sure your cover looks nice. Making sure your, your profile picture kind of like sort of goes with your Facebook cover. So this way you can draw a picture of who you are. So I kind of teach mostly, I teach a lot of branding. Mm, very good stuff. And uh, MLM Nation, definitely check out, we'll put it on the show notes page. Jeff, he has definitely good cover photos, good profile photos. Definitely attractive, like you said. <laughs> the small little things make a big difference. Now, um, Absolutely. That, that makes a big difference. Now, this is my favorite question. 
in your years in network marketing, what is your worst, worst, worst moment in network marketing where people would just give oh. up, but somehow you kept in there? Oh, definitely. I remember, I remember like yesterday, many years ago, um, I had a friend of mine who had a, a big pastor uh, who was in another state. And, uh, you know, he, you know, I never spoke to this pastor personally myself. I trusted my business partner. So he said, look, Jeff, I got this gentleman. He's very influential and he's going to have a lot of people come to this, uh, to this meeting. So we set something up where I had to actually fly out of town. I actually had to fly to another state. And, you know, we got there to do this meeting. It was not one soul in the meeting. I spent my money. I spent my time. I spent my money on reservations, accommodations, getting a rental car to go to an empty room. And, you know, we're, I'm like, what's going on? It, it was just a, it was just a, I mean, at that time, I wanted to quit the industry right then and there. Mm. So what did you do at that time? No one showed, you said no one showed up. And what did you do? Well, you know, the thing was, you know, I trusted so much. I trusted my business partner so much that everything was on the up and up. Because I always, you know, always taught myself, uh, I've always learned not to manage anyone in my organization. That was like one of the number of rules I've learned in MLM, never to manage your people uh, because, you know, they already have a boss. So I didn't want to, you know, try to be their boss as well. So um, I trusted his judgment and we got there and I was like, what happened? So there was no one there. And uh, I just had, I happened to, I had a conversation uh, with the gentleman who's supposed to put everything together. And, uh, you know, I asked one question. I said, how many people did you call? How many people did you call? So, oh, I didn't call anyone. I was just doing advertisements on the radio. I did advertisements in the magazine. So right then and there, I said, oh, my, you, you, didn't, you mean tell me you didn't pick up the phone and call anyone? <laughs> Not one silly soul. I mean, he said he spent so much money. He spent thousands of dollars on advertisements. Uh, he's giving me reports and uh, you know uh, that he spent. All, you know, he showed me reports and everything that he, money he kicked out. And, I'm, and I just asked one question. How many people did you call personally? <laughs> he said, oh, I didn't call anyone. Simon, I wanted to have a heart attack. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> oh, did you want to beat him and punch him in the face? <laughs> uh, that, that, I think that's a better way to put it. <laughs> Be, you know, politically incorrect. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the lesson is always call. OK, there's no magical ad, magical video that makes people show up for meetings. Call, call, call. Pick up the phone and call people. Absolutely. There's um, a question from uh, someone asked, how do you overcome rejection? So obviously you've been rejected many, many times, but you've been doing sales since 14. You have to give it the gap. How do you overcome that? Well, Simon, the thing is, uh, you know, it goes all back to training your mindset. See, once you train your mind, you'll, you'll be prepared for that stuff uh, because no means not now. Uh, my biggest, uh, my most successful business partners were always people who said no in the beginning uh, because, you, you know, you have personality types of people, especially like uh, the analyticals. Or, you know, they call them the sharks, should I say, or maybe the yellows. Uh, they never say yes in the beginning. Um, so you have to kind of like, this is where personal development comes in. You have to kind of like personally develop yourself while taking on these type of endeavors. And why people tend to give up so fast is that they don't prepare themselves mentally to take this rejection. See, once you prepare yourself, you know, by doing some personal development, reading, you know, listening to some audio and uh, some, some books, you already know you're going to be prepared that you're going to take some no's. And most of the times, the no is going to be from people that you're closest to. And actually, the ones that you think are going to do it the most. 
Uh, they always say, you know, the ones who you think will won't and the ones who you think won't will. So by doing some personal development, you know, while you're doing your endeavor, you'll be prepared to take that rejection. Um, so, you know, I always tell everyone, look, no means not now. Uh, you know, everything is timing. You know, anything could be going on in their life. No just means not now. What do you mentally say to yourself? Is that it? Just no is not now. If someone's just like, hey, I'm not interested. You're in the scam. Well, this is the pyramid. What's your self-talk that just allows you to? Because some, some people may just be devastated. Oh, this business doesn't work. They quit. But what, what's going on in your mind? Well, you know, Simon, the thing is, I, I know something that they don't. So the thing is, my confidence is a little bit more there. Um, but kind of, you know, you know, when I got I got that question so many times in, in, in my career and I always asked them. And it's so crazy. You know, when, when I was I try to teach my reps, when someone tells you, oh, it's one of those pyramid things, I always ask them, what's a pyramid? Mm. And then I stop. Do you know half the time they will never they, they can't answer that question? So pretty much it's just they just it's just assumption or rhetoric that they hear from, you know, the uh, the rest of the world out there. But, you know, you just have to you have to have posture. Um, you, you just have to be prepared to take that. No, um, because they're going to come. But a lot of times how you avoid those no's a lot of times and to turn it to a more positive conversation, you have to find out what exactly is it that they want. Because a lot of times we get no's because we're trying to you know convince people to get them to do what we want to do. But we never find out what is it what they what is it that they really want. Because when someone tells you what they really want, you kind of can engage in a conversation where that can avoid you from getting that harsh no. Definitely. Uh, can you give me an example of that? So just say, if I, uh, can you give me an example of avoiding the no? So just say if I was, uh, I wanted, I was frustrated in my job, but I'm really into health. How could you avoid the no? What would some well, people do? What, actually, before, I'm sorry, maybe share a situation where most people do what they do and they get the no as opposed to you coming from a different angle, and then you won't get the no. Okay, so what happens is this, Simon. Um, let's just say that I'm just Jeff out of nowhere. Say, hey, man, I see that you know, you know, you're know, you a go-getter and everything like that. Hey, I got this opportunity. I want you to come you know, to my house at 7 o'clock. You know, would you be available? And, of course, you look at me like, well, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in going to your house and listen to, listen to no meaning. So what I would do, say, hey, you know, how you doing, Simon? My name is Jeff. How's it going? Say, hey, look, man, I see that you work pretty hard uh, every day. You seem like you're very ambitious. So what I would do is I would ask, you know, what is it that you like about what you do, Simon? Mm. Okay, so, well, I like the fact that I can, you know, I, I make decent amount of income. I like the fact that I have a little security, you know, and uh, so forth, so forth. And then what I would do is I would ask, what don't you like about what you do? Well, Jeff, the, I like the fact that I don't have a lot of free time. I work a lot of hours. Sometimes I come home with headaches. So now what I do is I take what he does like and what he doesn't like, and I put it in one sentence. I say, well, Simon, let me ask you a question. If I can uh, introduce you to something where you can possibly make that same amount of income, you know, give yourself a certain amount of uh, you know, security blanket that you're looking for, but better yet, you might not have to put in as much hours and possibility down the road, give yourself some free time. Would that be something you might be interested in? Oh, okay, well, that, that sounds pretty good. Um, the reason why most likely most person will want to entertain that conversation is because I hit on what he didn't like and I'm offering him a solution rather than just come straight out with you. You have to find out. You have to become an active listener. So I find out what he did like and then I find out what he didn't like and then I put the two together 
where I can offset what he doesn't like and also have the opportunity to continue doing what he does like. So that's, that's kind of how I avoid my nose. Really good stuff, MLM Nation. I'm taking tons of pages of notes here. I'm going to do a little quick recap after the show. Um, I think it, I, I like what you said, uh, Jeff. First of all, you complimented. You say you seem like a pretty ambitious guy, right? Absolutely. I, I, everyone li- likes that. And then you're, you're an active listener. And you kind of like the way you invite it is always customized to my wants. Right. right. Instead of not just one thing. Maybe, you know, I wanted something else. Maybe I like a certain lifestyle. You, you customize it so it, get, it piques my curiosity. So I'm agreeing with increased chance of me agreeing to look at something instead of giving you that no. Right. Awesome stuff. Hey, for those who want Facebook Live, please give them a thumbs up and share this. And also, uh, if you like these interviews, please subscribe so you get notified when we go live with these top leaders. Now, what was the aha moment for you? So that really made your business explode and really grow i mean you're doing well but was was there a specific event or a specific person you talked to and afterwards you got it and really took off actually uh a friend of mine i haven't um i haven't seen him in many years um we started out in this industry together when we were both 19 and um you know we you know we've known each other you know he used to live here in the united states with me and um he moved out of the country moved out of the states and I was looking for this gentleman when I got into my current opportunity, but I, I you know, I went on his Facebook page. His page was no longer there. Couldn't find this gentleman. But uh, it just, you know, and then I got a phone call one day from, you know, someone from someone from someone in my current organization. And I said, hey, look, um, I got this guy in the phone by name with such and such and such. And then, um, you know, he asked the young lady, well, who was your upline? Um, well, she was like, oh, it's some guy named Jeff Simpson. So here I am asking who this guy is. Like, hey, we got this guy on the phone and such and such. And he's like, you know, Jeff Simpson. I'm like, wait, did you say who? And he was like, you said Jeff Simpson? I'm like, did you say who? So we both heard each other's voice on the phone. We're like, oh, my goodness. So the thing is, you know, we've all learned. We learned the same things, you know, back in the day uh, in the industry. So I know what this gentleman can do. I know he's a phenomenal leader. He develops leaders. And that was my aha moment when I got back with one of my longtime friends who actually knows how to build exactly like I know how to build. And we got together, man, and then that was it. It just it just it catapulted. Things went to the next level. Uh, it's just it's looking for that favorite business partner of yours that you haven't seen in years that you don't have to teach him because he kind of already you both know the same things. You learn the same things at a young age. And it's like a re, you know, it was a happy reunion again. And we knew we were going to grab the bull by the horns. And that's exactly what happened. And it just just like that. Couldn't believe it. That is awesome. Wait, but who's the name of your friend? Say it again. Who's the name of your friend? Oh, his name is Jimmy. I can name if you want me to name his name is Jimmy Hepburn. Yeah, we need to get him on the show. Anyone that works Absolutely. with you, Jimmy Hepburn. Absolutely. Hey, so, yeah. um, so it's all about attracting top leaders, top winners. Absolutely. Right. I had a question to uh, that that uh, I kind of forgot to ask you. When you went through bankruptcy, what actually made you go to bankruptcy? Um, I purchased a ton of properties. I had, I've owned, you know, my wife and I, we owned about 12 properties and they were all high end properties, you know, any, anywhere from half a million on up, you know, we didn't own any law. We didn't have any small end properties. And, um, what happened was the market crashed, mm-hmm. you know, property values were upside down. So I was actually making payments on mortgages that it just didn't make any sense. And kind of like all my income went out the window because I wasn't smart. I didn't invest my money. It was only 25 at the time. Um, and, uh, I mean, I'm all my income depleted, you know, making payments on mortgages. I'm talking about twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 worth of mortgages and, uh, none of their values were there. They were all upside down. So, um, 
And of course, you know, after consulting with an attorney, there's like, look, Jeff, the best thing for you to do is file bankruptcy because, uh, you know, you're, you're not going to get any money for these properties and you're upside down on all your properties. So that was a very depressing point in my life. And then you'd be able to, but you were able to bounce back through network marketing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So someone actually uh, uh, posted here, they love your confidence. How do you stay confident? How do you get that energy? Like other, like some people, like I look, talk to distributors, they're down and out. You know, they, they want to make it happen. But how do you have your energy? What, what gives you confidence? How do you stay confident with such energy? Uh, well, I, I read. I read books. I read a lot of books. Um, you know, the thing is, you know, I fell before. I, I fell and bounced back before. And, you know, after I fell and bounced back again and, and I see myself winning again, I just know that it's all up here. Um, because when I fell back the last time, I was that person that was sad. I was very pessimistic, didn't want to see an opportunity. And one day my wife was like, Jeff, you know, this is not you. Um, this is not the Jeff Simpson that I know. And, you know, I was like, I was like you know what, you're right. And, and that's it. So what I, you know, it's, just, it's, it's all mentally. And, and, but, it, but it all comes from reading books. And I mean, I've, what I've learned so many years back, uh, you know, I thought about all the things that I've learned back and, I've, and, and these things prepared me for these things. They say you're going to have a time where you're going to win it all and lose it all. But, you know, they always say, you know, winners find a way and they know how to bounce back. So I always told to myself I was a, I always told myself that I was a winner. And it's, it's weird, but I do little things like I put stuff up, up on the wall. You can do it. You're a winner. Mm. Um, you know, like, you know, everyone, everyone always asks about, you know, my car and stuff like that. Everything I've ever owned and I've ever won assignment, it's like I put it up on the wall. Like every time I, before I bought a home, before I bought a car, that particular car or home, I cut out a piece of picture and I put it on the wall. I've been doing this since I was 19 years old. Even before my wife and I owned our first home, you know, you know, we lived in a very small duplex and, um, you know, an audio CD once again told me about dreaming big, dreaming big. We didn't even have the money. But it's something called your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is a loyal foot soldier. If your brain looks at it every day, your brain's going to find a way to make it happen. And believe it or not, that stuff really works. As weird as it sounds, it really does work. Like, I've been doing it since I was 19. And it, it's sublim- I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a sub- subliminal thing, but it really works. It, you know, it definitely does work. It's worked out for me. You know, one thing I've been doing recently, too, is before I go to sleep, and I learned this from Ernest Hemingway, the great writer. Like, he would write a right. sentence, admit, and he would stop in mid-sentence, and he would go to sleep. And the subconscious mind. And then when he wakes up, he would start continue writing. So the book is written in his mind while he's sleeping. So, like, every night, I'll, you know, I'll take down two, two questions. The most important question in my personal life. And the most, so the most important pers- question in my personal life could be how, to, back a couple, uh, two months ago, was how to rent out my house for this rent price. Because I moved and my old house was being empty and we were just busy with the business. So I just wrote down, how do I rent out my house by September 1st for $3,900 a month? I wrote down and within 10 days, we, you know, a tenant just popped up and rented a place. And recently I did this at an event too. How do I sell 30 tickets to this event? I wrote it down. It's just, you're right. It's like the subconscious right. mind. And the people who say, that's wacky. That's crazy. I'm telling you, it works. Cause it's all no, it does. It really does. It works. Really good stuff. Um, what, how have you seen the profession change? You've been in the profession for so long. How have you seen the change over the years? Well, um, that's a good question, Simon. Um, how I see the industry change is that you can actually acquire a lot of success a lot faster 
I'm very I'm very excited about you know the uh the you know this industry because technology. You know, back then when I first got started, um, you know, everything was face to face, belly to belly, door to door. And that goes back to one of the questions you asked me earlier, Simon. How did you build it so fast? You have technology now. You have things like webinars, you have things like screencastomatic.com where you can record videos for your you know your team to see. You have things like Google Hangouts where you can actually do live webinars uh, where people all over the globe can actually have access to you without you having to fly over there. Um, you know, my wife and I built large organizations in countries we haven't been in yet because of technology. Technology has definitely changed uh, the game. Uh, you know, it could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing. Because a lot of times, too, people think that, you know, you can only build uh, a business sitting in front of the computer. You still got to go out there and shake those hands because people like to touch and feel. I'm old school. I like to touch and feel. I, I like to see it. I like to smell it. And, you know, people have to feel your energy. As, you know, as the guest is watching Sam, I'm, I'm very energetic. And, and this is why uh, I've always been a big recruiter because my energy is so contagious. Like, man, that guy is always – he's always wired up. I, I want the feeling he has. So, um it has changed because, you know, now you can leverage technology because, you know, back then when I was around, you know, back then there was no such thing as an Internet market. Mm-hmm. Everything was belly to belly. But now, you know, you got people out here making six, seven figures doing it from home. Internet marketers, you know, literally stay at home moms and dads, you know, they're Internet marketers. You know, they're giving out, you know, books, they're selling ebooks, they're giving out tips. They got blogs. I mean, people are making millions of dollars blogging. So that's that's how the game has changed now because of technology. Do you see uh, people more open to network marketing now than before, or has it relatively stayed the same? Oh, I see people definitely open uh, open to it more now. Uh, I'm not here to talk about politics, and I won't get into it, but um, you know, our current new elected president was an advocate for network marketing. Uh, I remember him doing um, you know, a speech one time in his previous company, and this is what got my attention one day. I saw a post one day, and uh, you know, Question was asked to this president-elect. I'm not, I'm not here to talk about Democrat, Republican. I'm not here to talk about religion or politics, guys. But question was asked, if you were to lose it all and you had to start all over again, if you lost all your businesses, all your real estate, all the massive amount of fortune, what would you do to gain it all back? His answer intrigued me. He said that I would find a good network marketing company and go to work. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, that right there in a nutshell tells you that this is a very, very lucrative industry, um, you know, because I'm talking about people that no, I, mean, I don't have a college education. I was very successful in insurance, but I didn't have a college education. I'm talking about people are setting their lives. They're changing their lives, sending themselves free because of this industry. And even if you make it a couple extra hundred dollars a month, ladies and gentlemen, that's life changing. Definitely, definitely. Uh, awesome stuff. And by the way, like the former president, Bill Clinton, was another advocate for direct selling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Direct selling creates jobs. Absolutely. You know, it creates entrepreneurship. And all entrepreneurs, we create jobs. I'm, I'm sure, you know, with your income, you have assistants that help you out with the stuff, right? That's something. Absolutely. I know I have virtual assistants. I have people that help me grow my – none of that would happen if I stayed at a current job. You know, so – Correct. Entrepreneurs create jobs. ML Nation, do you want to grow your business faster and make 2017 your best year ever? Then you must go to my training, No BS, No Hype USA in Los Angeles or No BS, No Hype in Australia on the Gold Coast. Now, you probably already seen on Facebook 
what people have said about my training workshops, so the videos, what I've done in Australia. And now I'm bringing my No BS, No Hype training to North America as well. This three-day event is on January 27, 28, 29 in Los Angeles and will feature not only three days of training for me, but you also learn from seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can get up to $400 off. Yes, you can save up to $400 and get your early bird tickets at mlmnation.net forward slash events. And for my friends down under in Australia, I've got something super exciting for you as well. We're also doing our first major big generic training event in Australia and the Gold Coast on June 30th, July 1st, and July 2nd. This would be at least 10 times better, I promise. If you like my previous trainings, this would be at least 10 times better than my normal workshops. Go check it out at mlmnation.net forward slash events. Now, if you listen to ML Nation, you already know how the major breakthroughs for almost all the leaders came at an event. And now it's your turn to have that breakthrough. So go make the best investment you can today and attend No BS, No Hype. Go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Again, that's mlnation.net forward slash events. And I look forward to seeing you there. So first question, just to pick your brain, these could be short uh, answers. What is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Dream big. The smallest, the worst thing that dream big because the worst thing that can happen is a small dream coming true. My favorite quote. Hmm. Who is that by? Do you know? Uh, by the name, general, by the general name of Robert Kennedy. Robert Kennedy, good stuff. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? I'm very consistent. Very consistent. I keep, I, you know, I, I do the same thing. I'm very consistent, and I'm always on time. Hmm. Really good stuff. Always on time. Very. Uh, but that's another thing I learned. Before network marketing, yes. I was used to be always late until network marketing yeah, told yeah, me. So. <laughs> network marketing told me that. Um, do you have a specific routine? Like you said, consistent. What's your no typical day like? Well, my typical day like when I get up, uh, you know, I, I, I do a lot of shipping overseas. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm in a post office a lot. I'm in FedEx. I'm in a post. I'm in a post office a lot. So the first thing I do is uh, I get up because I have as you can see I have boxes over there. Uh, I do a lot of shipping. Uh, so I, I run my rounds, do my shipping. Then I, I come back. I'm on the phones. Uh, I'm always on the phones. Always on the phones. Hmm. I'm doing follow the fortunes in a follow up. I'm, I'm on the phones and I'm checking emails. Uh, you know because I do have uh, landing pages and I'm always you know reaching out to my new uh, people that visited my site. So. I'm definitely, uh, I'm always on the phones, you know, sharing you know, what I'm doing and uh, just following up because the fortune is always in the follow-up. When do you actually uh, do your personal development? I do person. I like to do personal development at night. Uh, I like to listen to things before I go to bed because it stays, it, it, subconsciously, it just stays in you. It's like, you know, when you're mad when you go to bed, before you go to bed, you, you tend to have a bad dream. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened to you before. So, so I kind of try to put stuff in my head right before I go tonight because it kind of it stays there. Uh, and then I wake up, want to do something else based on you know the night before. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? The best piece of advice I've ever received was to teach what you know. To make whatever you made you successful, don't hold on to the information. You teach what you know, and then you teach that person to teach someone else what they know. Oh, it's made me tons of money. Mm, really good stuff. Teach them how to teach. Yes. Teach them how. Um, what's your favorite prospecting tool? 
uh, say you have a qualified prospect. Is it sending samples? You talk about you shipping a lot of stuff. Is it sending samples? Or do you do a webinar? Or do you like to do a yeah. meet people, flip chart? What do you like? I meet people. I like, I like to talk to people. I like to give out free samples. I'm favorite. Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Uh, I use, uh, I like lead pages. Uh, I, I, I like lead pages. Um, I use lead pages because, uh, you know, I do a lot of, uh, you know, traction marketing and lead pages. You know, I like the funnel system that they have and, you know, it, it kind of helps you create your own identity because when they go into your lead page, you know, you, the first person they see is you. And uh, I like lead pages. Lead pages works pretty good. Leadpages.com. That's what it takes to be successful. Always working. People think that like once you hit a certain income, you're lying on the beach, you're doing nothing. I think people are successful. I mean, someone like you, even if you went to the beach for maybe like a week, you know, maybe the first day or two would be nice. I'm on the phone. Be, you want to be on, you'll probably be bored. I and mean, I say, Jeff, you can't use your phone. You just have to relax on the beach. You'll be bored out of your mind. Right. My, my wife was telling me, when do you ever put that phone down? I'm like, <laughs> I, it becomes a habit, you know, it becomes a habit, you know, and once it becomes a habit, that's it. What's your vision? What drives you? What makes you, what motivates you to work so hard? I mean, you've made the income. What makes you keep going? Uh, I'm very competitive. Um, the easiest way to get me to move is a contest. I hate being second place. I've always been in first place. I don't like to lose. Um, and, 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 I, and that's why I kind of teach people. That's why I always teach everyone in my organization Find something that you like and you put it up. And, you know, the message behind that is not the actual material thing, but it's, 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 it's actually the ambition that, you know, you have to go out there and make, go make something happen because your current situation is not going to get you there. So, you know, that, that's, that's why I would say find something that you really, really want. And I like to use a material thing because and material things drive you. So if you shoot for the stars and hit the moon, you're doing too bad? No. It just it just gives you that ambition. It gives you that drive to go out there and just try harder. Hmm. And, you know that's 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 a, that, and I've been doing that for so long. Putting it up on the wall, it, it's insane. Like if you look at my phone right now, Simon, I have right here. If you look at my phone, I'm gonna go to my home page. If you look at my phone right here, it says here paid off. There's a picture of my house. It says paid off. Hmm. I like Still it. Going. And if, same thing on my desktop on my computer. If you see my desktop on my computer, it's gonna say paid off. Because that's I've been, I, everything I, that's happened in my life, I put it out there before it comes to fruition. Awesome. It's so inspiring. Hey, what's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? The book that changed my life. It's called The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity hmm. by Catherine Ponder. Catherine with a C. The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. The first two chapters changed my whole life in that book. I got to go get it. I actually never read that. By uh, Who's it by? Catherine? Catherine Ponder. P-O-N-D-E-R. Catherine with a C. Many great books out there, but I've never heard no one talk about this book. The same things that I'm doing, you know, putting things on a wall and so forth like that, I, I got it from that book. Now, here's the last question. The million-dollar question. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you didn't even know your wife. Janella, you knew no one, contact list was zero. But you're like an alien then went to another planet, okay? They spoke English. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? The first place I would go, hmm, well, well wherever, wherever I hang out at the most, whether it's the gym or something like that, or wherever I hang out the most, even work, I will make a lot of friends. 
I've always been good at making friends. Uh, I will make friends right away. I'll, I mean, that's what I'll do. I won't necessarily talk about my opportunity. I'll make friends because the thing about me, I'm really good at getting phone numbers um, because I like to I like to hang out, I like to go to happy hour, I like to go to the football games. I make friends because you, you, you warm them up once you make friends. Once you make a friend, that's it. You have to become other centered. You can't make in this industry becoming self-centered. You have to be other centered. You have to be a people's person. If you're not a people's person, this is going to be a hard industry for you to be successful in. Mm. So, as long as so ahead, what's sorry. the first place you go to meet a friend right now? First place I go to meet a friend right now? Hmm. I will go to anywhere that uh, seminars. I will go to a seminar. I meet a lot of friends in seminars. Any personal development seminars, because the thing is, they're already going for something. Their mind is gearing them to go somewhere. They're trying to better themselves. And usually, uh, seminars... They're either in an opportunity and they're trying to better their skills or they're just looking for something. I would go to a seminar. I found most of my best prospects, most of my biggest builders have always been seminars. You've been so good, so inspiring. Uh, as we wrap up, Jeff, any last words, advice, and then what's the best way listeners can connect with you? Well, the best way to listen to connect with me, I mean, of course, you can email me. Uh, my Facebook channel, you know, my people always request, a friend requesting me. Uh, or you can go to my website, uh, jointhesimpsons.com, J-O-I-N, www.jointhesimpsons.com. It's down there on my banner. Um, yeah, www.jointhesimpsons.com. Or you can shoot me an email, jeffsimpsonjr at gmail.com. Um, the best advice I can leave you, personal development. Uh, you know, if you're in this industry, this is the book that did it all. It is called Your First Year in Network Marketing. If you're in this industry and you do not have this book, buy it yesterday. Everyone in my organization, you know, because, you know, we're in network marketing. So, I, look, if you're in my organization, this is your first assignment is to buy this book. This is going to give you a lot of personal development. It's going to help you be able to take away those no's. And another nugget I'm going to leave you all with because I always give nuggets. Uh, this is how I built my audience. You must teach your people how to become independent. They have to learn how to do it on their own. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to bring them to the well, but you can't make them drink the water. Don't try to make your people drink the water. Everyone has their own time. Uh, it's not a race. It's a marathon. Uh, everyone's time is going to be different. Everyone's going to cross the finish line at a different time. But your job is to teach them how to become independent once you do that, you're going to move on. You're going to teach someone else because some people are going to get it. Some people are just going to get it faster than others. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you may hang out with Jeff Simpson. So keep up the momentum and go to MLNation.net and type in Jeff at the search bar and the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom that just I just, you know, I just took like three, four pages of notes. All the nuggets of wisdom will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Jeff, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, Jeff, and God bless you. Take care. Take care, everyone. 
ML Nation, don't forget, if you want a major breakthrough in your business, then you must go to my training, No BS, No Hype USA in Los Angeles, or No BS, No Hype in Australia on the Gold Coast. And right now, you can save up to $400 with an early bird ticket. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Again, mlnation.net forward slash events, and I look forward to seeing you there. ML Nation, Simon Chan with an amazing show from Jeff Simpson. Woo! Was that good or what? Jeff Simpson, definitely reach out to him. Just search for Jeff. Go to mlnation.net. Search for Jeff in the search bar. It'll come right up. You know, I think one of the things you'll learn is like he's so excited, right? You see his passion. You hear it, right? It's that confidence. And where does that come from? It comes from personal development. Visualize it. Two things you talked a lot about, and uh, you know I've talked a lot. It makes a huge difference. Put your goals, the things you want to achieve, put it out in front of you. Look at it every single day. I do that when the first thing I do every morning, I look at. It, I have like a movie. I replay it over and over again. Jeff, he's been doing that since he was like 19. He said 20. The cars, the houses, whatever on the phone, he puts it out there because I'm telling you, your subconscious mind works, and your personal development is what keeps you going. And you know what he said about like. Everyone fails, and everyone fails. Uh, but per, you read that person's development, that kind of motivates you, right? It is so true because it's funny because even just today, while I was going working out, I was listening to my personal development and talking about every successful person has failed. And almost every successful person is having this was a major breakthrough. Every successful person is having just as bad a day as you are. So if you think your day is bad, if something's not going on well, trust me, every successful person is going through some stuff like that. If you have some, you know, if, I'll share with you, if you have some personal issues at home, trust me, with three boys, you know, not much help at home, my wife taking all three, me running ML Nation, I'm telling you, we go through issues as well, but we bounce back. Just like the way Jeff, he went through bankruptcy, he was able to bounce back. And I think it speaks a lot about this profession where he had a lot of excitement, he got a lot of uh, success early on just from excitement. Right, he made six figures of 20. But then, you know, he, for whatever reason, he thought corporate was a little bit better. He wanted to get it, you know, when you're 21, you, you know, do different crazy things. He got married, he had a kid. He went to corporate, but found out network marketing is way, way better. You know, and that's so inspiring. He talked about, you know, uh, later on, you know, about the, how the industry has cha- changed, right? Like Bill Clinton, whether we're not talking about politics here, but Bill Clinton, you know, promoted network marketing, the current president, you know, Donald Trump had also was involved in network marketing, right? So it's really, it's really cool how the profession has changed. Now, I'm going to go through, I have lots of notes here. I'm gonna, and this may seem like, I'm just going from the top to bottom, okay? Um, number one was learning to sell. And he learned how, he talked the gift of gap at, at 14. I think, and I actually had this conversation with parents, like with my kids, whether they're going to go to college, or going to support them. I think the most important thing to teach someone, a kid, is to sell. Because as long as you can sell, your, especially selling yourself, you could always find work and make an income. I mean, Jeff is an awesome example. Never went to college, became very successful. But at 14, he did a telemarketing rep at four, you know, and uh, he was the top rep at, you know, in high school. He was the top rep, beat adults, right? And that carried over to network marketing. Now, network marketing is a little different than selling, but the communication skills are really important. And Jeff talked about this, like, you know, we talked about later on the show, where most people, they would invite a certain way that gets a no really quickly. Well, Jeff will invite a prospect that would get, you would decrease the chance of getting a no. So what, what did he do? He complimented the first and then asked him, what do you like about what you do? Right? 
Don't ask them what you don't like, because then people get defensive. Ask them what do they like to do. And then the second question is, right, what do you don't like? And then when you and then how he invites, he combines what they don't like with, the, with what they like and inv- invites them, right? You hit them with what they don't like and how this business is different. So really good stuff out there. And that goes about prospecting skills, learning to be an active listener. A lot of you, you're... The reason you can't do that is because you're not listening. You're worried about what to say or how to invite. You're not actively really listening to a prospect. So please, let's spend more time listening. How did Jeff connect with, he said, ever since he was young, connect with older people? You know, he just asked for the parents of his friends, you know. Uh, And a lot of times, if you show drive, if you're young out there listening, if you show drive your confidence, a lot of the parents will support you. So he built his first company strictly on warm market, right? And... Um, and then he talked about later on, he went cold market. And, and cold market was just going out there and meet a friend. right? He talked about don't be self-centered, be other-centered. I love that, other-centered. Folk meet friends. right? He likes to go to personal development seminars. Why? Because everyone there is either in an opportunity or looking for opportunities. All right, moving on to next, uh, more nuggets here. Um, online marketing, right? Online marketing, just providing consistent content. Don't sell people. Provide value. And what can what value can you provide? It's easy. Mindset stuff. Don't quit. T- mindset. Toughness. Every one of you, you're listening to this MLM Nation, you can probably get something. You definitely got a lot of stuff, but mental toughness, share that. Provide value. Go inspire someone. I was talking about content. Three things. Inspire, educate, or entertain. Right? You definitely have content that can inspire people or educate people as well. If you want to grow internationally like Jeff, you can get friends of friends, right? Find a friend who uh, knows someone that lives in that country and you can grow a, grow an international business. And now with technology, it makes things a lot easier. Um, another big lesson, I love this. It was worst moment. He had, a, he had a downline that ran all these newspaper ads and he traveled to meet, do a presentation and no one showed up, right? A couple lessons here is you always have to call people. Call people and get them on to the, get them to the meetings. Don't assume just because they emailed you, they'll show up. Most people won't. Definitely call and connect. Call, call, call. Call and connect, right? How do you go over through rejection, through something like that? It's really just about training your mind. Training your mind, knowing that people may say no is not now. People may say no, right? People, and read that book, Your First Year in Network Marketing. I read that book when I, in my first year. made a huge difference for me. Definitely, it's one of the most recommended books. Make sure you read that book, Your First Year in Network Marketing. Uh, he talked about the pyramid objection, right? Ask them, what's a pyramid? Most people won't know. I'm telling you, when people say, what's a, it's, a, it's not a pyramid, what do you mean by pyramid? Most people can't even specifically explain what that is, and then you can show them that this is not. A lot of it's just an assumption, Okay. Another, I love this uh, quote. He said, "Some those you think will won't. Though you think won't will. So though you think will join won't. A lot of times, your close friends or people, your family, you think they will join, they won't. But those you won't ju- think won't be interested, they will. You just never, never, never know. Teach people to be independent. You know, you can bring them to the well, but you can't make them drink water. That's so, you know, nothing is closer to the truth there because you can't, you want a business more than another person. If you want, you know, if you want, want, want it more than they want it, I'm telling you, it's just going to lead to frustration, right? Uh, and leadership, teaching is teach them what you know. You know how to do something, teach what you know, and then teach them how to teach. That is how you create duplication, 
Okay, teaching how to teach what you know, teaching how to teach. And that's again, you can do that through social media, through online marketing, branding, providing value. Um, really good stuff. You know, for you come, you bounce back. Confidence comes from your personal development. Always following up. He's always on the phone. The fortune is in the follow up. Okay, fortune is in the follow up. And you know, getting back to uh, you know, I shared before about falling. You know, bringing that confidence, bouncing back. You know, even today when I was um, working out today, I listened to my personal development. Talked about Amazon. Like Amazon is a great company. Do you remember the Amazon phone? They actually did a Kindle phone. That was a major, 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 big, big flop. They spent over a billion dollars on it. But you know, Amazon recovers and does well. Amazon's done a lot of things that probably hasn't done that well, but they keep going. Apple's done a lot of things that hasn't done well. Done well. They they keep going. No one is a hundred percent success record. They keep going. So that's like you. If you talk to someone who's not interested, or you did something that screwed up, you did a meeting that didn't. No one showed up. Don't worry about it. Keep keep going. Even the best companies out there, they fail, but they keep going. Even Jeff Simpson, you know, he went from bankruptcy. But you know what? This business grows your mind, and that's people can take your money, they can take your possessions, they can never take your mind. That's what Jeff developed his mind. He lost it all. He was able to make it right back up. So awesome show. Definitely connect. I can go on and on. I'm gonna let you go go and listen to the show again. Connect with Jeff Simpson. Thank him. Awesome show. If you like this, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They mean a lot to us, not just for uh, our team, but also to the entire MLM community so other people can find it. Please subscribe, rate, and review in iTunes. Uh, my name is Simon Chan. I'm grateful. I appreciate you for listening. Thank you for being part of MLM Nation. We're 100 million strong. I'm louder and proud of being in this profession. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.